thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Get Real Podcast. I have the beautiful and brilliant Brittany Taylor joining me. She is the star of Very Cavalieri, Kristen Cavalieri's hit reality TV show on E! Brittany and I talk about the highs and lows of having your whole world and life unfold on a TV show and what it's like to have people judge you, people feel like they have the right to weigh in on your life decisions, the pros and the cons of putting yourself out there in that way. She just turned 30. We talk about her life lessons that she's learned in her 20s and her mindset that she's moving into in the 30s. She's wise beyond her years. She's also so freaking smart. She does IT for Uncommon James, which Uncommon James, which is Kristen's store that's blowing up. So she does coding and she can read numbers. Some at one point she's explaining to me what she's doing and I'm like, "Are you speaking English? I have no idea what you're talking about." She's so smart, she's so fun, she's so wise. And I just love this interview. So you guys get excited. Here's Brittany Taylor. Okay, so I'm here with Brittany Taylor. We had quite a morning. We did. I mean, like, <laughs> hi, welcome, Caroline. It's so good to see you. I am so glad that we were able to do this. I didn't didn't forget. <laughs> so we'd been waking texting. up at my house. We've been texting for a minute, and I mean, granted, we haven't like texted that many times in our lives. So you no. might not have the right number. No, I have. I looked. <laughs> I also saw that I just missed three phone calls from you. <laughs> I was like, I'm outside your house. Hi, I'm here. Is that okay? Yeah, behind the Ikea, because that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just preface this with that. I am recently broken up. I do not have a house to live in, so I'm essentially homeless, which you wouldn't guess. Oh, well, you're and living so, in great homes. I know. I have really awesome friends yes, who were like, do. hey, you can stay with me. And so I've been staying in everyone's houses, but like on conditions, like I have to water the plants here. There's a lot of plants I have to here. mow the lawn over there. Okay. Well, not really mow the lawn, but like make sure that people show up. And so like, like there are schedules. So like there's the lawnmower guy for Caitlin is showing up tomorrow. 
but the pest control for here is today. So like people running out of the house and I have absolutely no idea who they are or what they're doing. And so this beautiful pregnant lady walks in, which by the way, my site's 21 over 100. I don't have my glasses on. And I open the door and I'm in my towel and there you are. And I was like, um, are you Brittany Taylor? I was like, you're Brittany. Like, we've met and hung out several times, right? Because <laughs> like, you looked like you saw a ghost. When you I saw did. Me. I did. You're like, who is this person well, I, in the living room? I and thought what? that someone had scheduled for this house. Like, I thought like the owner had scheduled whatever. And I like missed something because that's kind of my life right now. So I was like, wait a minute, I, this couldn't have been for me. And then I was like, whoa, 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 pregnant, blonde, Caroline. Okay, got it. <laughs> and we did schedule this. We did. Okay. We did. I was late. I was late to my own thing in the house that I was already in when you came. Okay. Hey, okay, here you know, we go. I think keeping it exciting, keeping it real. Why not? 30 is the new 20. 30 is the new 20. You're living your best life ah, these days, hungover. aren't you? Oh God. I don't know best. Are you nice and hungover? Real life. You know, if hungover means three cups of coffee. Mm-hmm a forgotten podcast meeting and a dog that seems to be crying and hair that looks like this and no makeup and filming in 30 minutes after we wrap this. Mm -hmm. That's great. You got it going on. I am living life. No one's saying definitely not not bored. (laughs) Definitely not Not dead. dead. Oh, I think it's amazing. God, I mean, I just, I'm going to live vicariously through This you. is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I literally, it's like, my girlfriend was like, what's your, what's your goal now that you like things that, you know, things are changing in life. I'm like, I just want to have fun. And then sure enough, this picture shows up from last night. Oh, this will explain what picture? a lot. Okay. Let's see here. What, what was the picture? This will explain a lot. Okay. Cause you're filming this season actually three my, right now. We are filming season Mary three. Cav- Cavalieri. That is my leg. Wow. You're on your back with your leg in the air in like a splits position. Like, look at everybody being like, what's happening. Was this, were y'all filming all this? This was, yeah, this was last night. So you're documented. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> Pretty gone wild. So season three of Very Cavalry. Oh God. Um, a lot has happened in this show. Yeah. A lot has happened in life. And mm. it's all been documented. Your life has all been documented on the show. Yeah. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about having your life documented on a reality show? Um, Has it been fun? It's, uh, I mean, fun is not the word. What is the word? I think word? it's like... It's surreal, first off, because I truly don't think that I'm anything special. You know, like, I like not that I'm not, like, in life I have people that love me and I love them. But, like, when you think of, like, your normal everyday life and you're like, wow, I'm, like, taking a shower and being late to meetings and having a <laughs> nine to five. Like, you don't, like, you just don't go, what about me is totally interesting that people are going to, like, connect with and relate to and find either fun or cringeworthy or whatever the difference is that they feel. So like that to me, I was like, wow, people actually like pay attention. Yeah. Okay. And then that's the scary part is what am I saying? Like, what's my voice now? Because like, if people are watching, then I have to say something like with a backbone. And did you know that was gonna happen when you first, when you filmed the first season or were you kind of just like, Oh, I'm just gonna film this. It's not real. Okay. So I remember telling my now ex, this is so weird saying that John, how long have y'all been exes? Ah, a little over a month now. Okay. Okay. So it's like the Fresh. rocky. Yeah. But I, but I feel like I've gone through the grieving process and I'm now like in the stage of being like, let's just like party, party. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Fresh. Yeah. Um, so saying that I remember telling him, Hey, there's this pilot and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, like I had just gotten a phone call like, Hey, would you consider doing a pilot or would you consider interviewing for it? And so I did, and I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get casted by any means. Cause I was like, wow, I, 
I'm, I'm all over the map clearly in life and in my storytelling. So there's no way they're going to find interest in this. And then we did the pilot and I thought that's where they develop like the characters. They decide mm-hmm. like who's secondary or who like whose story they're going to follow. And obviously everything revolves around Kristen. And so Kristen Cavallari from the Hills, from the uh, OC. No, not OC from oh, uh, Laguna, Beach. Laguna, Beach. <laughs> Laguna Beach. She's Laguna like the Beach. OG. Um, yeah. She's the OG of reality, of TV. reality TV. Laguna yeah. Beach was like the first one ever. They still, they have such an insane following. They brought the Hills back. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it like started off. I'm like, okay, why well, work for her? So obviously there's the relevance. So you already were working for her. Not entirely. So okay. they, I knew her, I was working at Bar Taco at the time. So weird. Best tacos in Nashville. I mean, they are. They're really good. Actually, we're best margaritas in Nashville. So I was <laughs> over there yesterday, clearly. <laughs> Um, but I, I was, I was doing catering. I was working in catering for Bar Taco at the time and block agency Mark would come in Mm -hmm. with Kristen. And so there was all these little conversations we'd have here and there. And then, um, and that's a casting talent agency. Yes. And so I worked for Mark, but Mark is also one of her really good friends. Mm -hmm. And so he knew that they were building a business. And so even though I was casted for the show, I also like handed in my resume. Okay. And had like an interview with Kristen about like what I could do. Okay. So it, like it, it went from it, it like it's it's almost simultaneous how it happened together, and then it just became like I developed a really amazing relationship with Kristen and a love for Uncommon James, and so the the job really and that's her surpasses. Store. Yeah, and the store is amazing. We're, we're so opening cute. a second one in Chicago now. Oh, nice. We have a temporary location in LA, and so she's really taken off, and it's really been great to like work under her and, and work with her, and um, you know, friend mentorship and all of that. But did you like manage the store, right? I did. Now yeah. I'm director of IT. What is IT? IT is like everything you can imagine. So like from like fixing printers to like adding software to like building code. Things. Can like you that. build code? Mm-hmm. Are you a genius like that? I'm weird. You can build code. Yeah. Yeah, oh I my speak God. in binary. Don't ask me to do math, though. Like, I'm zeros and ones only. What does speak in binary even like mean? Like, zeros and ones, and, like, when you go in the back of something and see how it works and operates, like, the You can figure that terminals. out? I mean, I can read it, yeah. Did you go to school for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. No, I originally, went, I originally went to school for video game design. So what? I know, you would never think. I'm, like, a total nerd. But you're, like, so hot. And like, you're nerd. this video Grandma's boy. Gamer. That's what I thought. I was going to be, like, I was, like, okay, all the great, like producers of video games are women like people really don't know that but I was like okay I can be like grandma's boy like I can speak it with all like the little nerdy crew and I can be like the girl on top like this will be cool and then that's just not the way the world what went does grandma's boy mean it's a movie of a woman that like runs a video game company oh my god no no I'm okay. learning so much today <laughs> dumb knowledge <laughs> there we go that's what I'm full of today so you're director of IT okay so mm-hmm. How has it been having your life on TV? Because you so you got casted, you didn't so, think you would. Now, didn't think the pilot would happen. Didn't I mean we, we the pilot went in. Didn't think first season would happen. First season happened. Didn't think second second season would happen. And when and truthfully, like you know, not not to scare anyone or make it sound treacherous, but like no one is really safe because the job is contingent upon the show and not vice versa. So like mm-hmm. you really have to work, and the business is professional. And the more that it's grown, it's become even more pertinent. Like that we're on the same page and like I'm I'm literally just got off a phone call right before I was taking a shower like getting ready to go film and then I have to go to work so like I you really can't just be on the show unless you're not really a part of the business because otherwise like it's just growing so fast there's no time for like mm-hmm. like I don't know if so I that's like two parts but okay, like there's no can't. time for the shit like you just have to like 
you have to get your job done and the company I mean like it grew it's grown like I mean exponentially in the last year even compared to the last two years that it's been around so it just it's been insane so saying that it's great that the show has done so well for the business, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. put it on a great platform and it's built really quickly, but anything that builds really quickly has a lot of like hiccups along the way. Cause it's just blowing up so fast. Oh yeah. We couldn't find enough bodies to get in to be like, okay, we need to ship these things out. Like, okay. We went from like hundreds of orders to thousands of orders a day. Like yeah. the store, like on weekends, you can't even walk through. So, you know, we went from like one register to two registers to two registers and, and six iPods, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's incredible. But, um, the downfall of it being on TV is that everyone gets to see all those, mm-hmm. um, which I guess makes it relatable and it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, but you like open yourself up to a lot of criticism that I think in the beginning, I really was not emotionally equipped for. So what came at you in the beginning? Um, well, I think everyone in the show first off was trying to find their way except for Kristen cause she's been doing this forever. Right. So there was a lot of friendships that I thought I was building um, that maybe got blindsided and then had to learn the hard way on trust and relationships and shows. And you had like some feuds too. Mm-hmm. And like, they were real feuds. They're real feuds. Mm-hmm. Are they, are, are you, do you have y'all still just gone your separate ways or? I, I was actually on another podcast and if you had asked me a couple months ago, I probably would have a lot snarkier of a remark than I do right <laughs> now. But right now I feel like I'm at peace with it. I think that I've said my statement and what I said then and what I say now is that I, I want everyone to eat, just not at my table. (laughs) And I just figured that like, I want you the best for you guys and everything's going to be great on your end. And I pray for that, but, um, I've got to work on me. And so I, I, I think I've laid it to rest, but I've made, I think the thirties have made me decide what I want, what I don't want in my life. Okay. So what is that? Uh, I just want fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to like, I want to have good people. I want to have laughs. I don't want to worry about stuff that's like insignificant. And I feel like in a lot of ways, there's so many big things happening in the world. And there's like, again, like the business is building, but then there's, you know, there's other things that you can do like, like charities or, you know, or, or working within the, the community or, you know, really building relationships or even like what you're doing, like being a mama, like the, things are so much more important than worrying about what someone's saying behind your back so if it doesn't serve you then you gotta go and that's where I'm at and that's the thing though with being on a cast show like this though it's like it's kind of hard to go when you're with these people all the time Mm. how do you deal with working with people that you just don't vibe with uh I'm really bad at it (laughs) I I wear my heart on my sleeve it's really hard if I don't get along with someone it's it's very noticeable and not like I'm mean or I'm malicious I just shut down Mm -hmm. um and I think it's because I like protect my energy I've I've been getting I've been I have this new core group of girls that are amazing okay and I think I've been seeing you guys like on the lake and stuff yeah I have like a girl tribe now which is so cool how fun is that that's amazing one of the girls is in into uh stones and crystals and things like that and I remember oh, being around that. this one particular person and you she was like I can just see your energy shift like you just like and she goes you're protecting yourself it's totally good because every time this person talks to you it it just seems like you're sucking the life out of you just to have this conversation and so she hands me this black stone apparently black stones and crystals are like to reserve the energy kind of thing so saying that I I have a tendency to isolate and mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of remove myself and I seem very disconnected and disjointed, but I'm professional. You know, there's a business to run and, and everyone has a part to play and it's not my business if they're there, whether I like them or not, we have a job to get done. So you're kind of good at just like blocking. Mm. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. So after, after the show became a big hit after season one and like it became a reality, what happened in your brain? Like how did you transfer into this new mindset of like people are watching me. My whole life is on TV. Like you're having feuds on TV. You're having relation, your relationship with your then boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, like all of this is happening on TV. So fast. So how do you process all that? Not well. <laughs> uh, I've been doing breathing techniques. I've been going to yoga. I've do you have taking, anxiety? Oh, I, I mean, if I like, again, like if you had asked me a month ago, my anxiety was through the roof and it's not for any other reason that I was like holding everything in. And I have been really researching like emotional trauma. Okay. And so I, I think what happens is when you put yourself through a traumatic experience, like not to be dramatic, but putting yourself on a stage essentially and opening yourself up to criticism all across the board. Your whole personal life is now open for everyone. My work, my friendship, nothing was safe. And everyone gets the right to judge it. Right. And Mm -hmm. then you have to like learn, you have to train yourself to not read the comments. Are people mean? Oh, not so much. I, I, I think for the majority of people that follow actually like I, I get some really great inspirational ones like you know like I've like I've seen your journey and I think you're doing a great job and you're like a really great um beacon for women in business and things like that but then there's all the little ones that are just like you're you should be fired mm-hmm. or you don't belong in your position or you can't you're an HR nightmare or you know your boyfriend doesn't or he doesn't deserve that and you're you're going to be alone because of the way you act mm-hmm. so that it, that's a little tough to hear because I I honestly would rather body shaming really than than work ethic shaming or like my life shaming because, because work ethic is everything to you. Oh God. Yeah. I was like, please, you have no idea. I work 70 hours a week. Like no way. But, and then I like, then I try to like get quirky with it and I'm like, HR loves me. Ha ha. Like, and then you, you, you actually can't, you can't address it. So you just have to ignore it. It's so hard. And how do you, can you just not look at it or is that just impossible? Um, I've been getting better. Okay. But it is tough because you, because really like you want to see, you want to be accepted. I think that's the whole point of social media, right? Like you're being social, you're talking to people, you're having, you're engaging and you're having a conversation for whatever it is for, for likes or engagement or influencing. And you want people to follow your journey because ultimately you are, you are, you are, you're becoming a brand similar Mm -hmm. to what you do. But in that there are people that are entitled to their truth and their opinion of you. And you just, it's been a ride to not take it personally. I've been really reading those four agreements, like hard. Oh, it's four like agreements. on my phone. Like, that is, right. the, what are the four agreements? Let's go through them. Oh, why do I have everything in here? So oh, be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Don't take anything personally. That was the, that's the tough yes. one. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. That is so true. But I have to like, when those moments are happening, I have to really do it. Is the not taking anything personally oh, the, that's the hardest? Tough one. Yeah. Because how do you not? How do you not look across the table and someone says you should be fired and you go, why, what do you mean? I should be fired. Like why, why, what did I do? And all you want to do is prove to that person that you're worthy of something. Right. (laughs) But in the same fashion, the people that are loving on you and not all because you have friends and all that, but the people that are loving you on, on social media, like they know you just as well as the people that are hating on you. Mm -hmm. So why are we feeding the energy towards the negative? Right. Like you just, across the board it's great but it's also very superficial Mm -hmm. and if the show went away tomorrow I'd be a nobody 
No, you would not be a nobody. Well, I mean, in the own sense of like, it wouldn't be relevant to make those, you know, make those calls. People I don't wouldn't think, be as engaged in your personal life, maybe. Right. So at the end of the day, it is truly a relevance thing. And it's not, doesn't necessarily have to have the meat behind the bones kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just have to, I had to really sit down with myself and be like, why is this triggering me? You know, why do I care so much? And the truth what was, I wasn't proud of myself. What were you not proud of? I'm very big on self-deprecating. Even in this conversation, I watch myself say, I'm nothing special. Yeah, I know. Right? And you're so special. Uh, but I mean, I'm special to myself in my own right. But then I'm like, I don't well, I don't want to come off vain. You know, like, but... What is that that makes you not want to own your worth and your specialness? Because I struggle with that. I've always struggled with like owning my so worth. I never thought that about you. Oh, that's been my biggest struggle my whole life. Really? Yes. Just not feeling worthy. Tell me how. Um, I just always feel like the runt of the litter. Really? Uh-huh. Because I feel like you shine whenever you walk in the I think room. I overcompensate. I think I shine hard and want to shine. See, it makes me teary because it's true. <laughs> I've, and I'm getting so much better at it. Yeah. Like, you know, the more you learn this about yourself yeah. and the more you like embrace all of your, uh, once you like accept these things that are lies. Yeah. But I just always felt like someone was better. Someone could do it better. Someone... I just always didn't, I just didn't feel worthy for, for, or like if I get in a situation where, you know, I could have like a great thing happen, I always feel like I don't deserve it. Yeah. I feel the same way. I don't know why I feel that way because I know I do and I know I work hard and I know that like I bring everything to the table that I need to, but it's also like, I just, I don't have that like uber confidence for like, this is what I deserve. I am here. I have arrived. Mm-hmm. Thank you world for giving me my stage. <laughs> <Thank you world. laughs> I just have never had that. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, to your point though, like I, that is something that I've always thought too. It's like, there's always someone prettier or smarter or worthy more. And, and the truth is there is always somebody yeah. better, but nobody's you. And I think that's where I've like, I have had to sink in. So look at you, t- look at you telling your, this is the truth. You know, my this. Truth. I know, but I never, why do you have that feeling though that um, You're I self-deprecating. Think, I think I've always been a comeback kid. And so like I've always dealt what I think has always been the hard road. And so, but I think I do it to myself. Okay. Like I don't think like, I, like when things are starting to come easy, like the show, right? Like I, I got it. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting casted. I got casted. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting this job. I got the job. There's no way I'm keeping this job. And here I am like, I've gotten, I've gotten like four raises and three title changes since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Like why, at what point am I going to be like, man, I worked my ass off and I deserve to be here. So you're not there yet. Not a hundred percent. Sometimes I sit back and I'm like, I got this. And then, then there are other days where I'm like, I don't, I think, I think what it really comes down to is I don't ever want to take it for granted. Okay. And I think that instead of like just saying, God, I am so thankful. Thank you so much. My intention today is to do better than I did yesterday and I will get there. I go, oh my God, what if I lost it? Right. Like, what am I, what if I do something wrong? Like, what if I'm not wearing the right outfit or what if I'm not saying the right words or what if like, what if, what if I don't connect with this person? Like what's going to happen? And mm-hmm. I just left, I lived, I, I lived, I will, I will say as of today, I feel like I'm a lot better at it, but I was living in fear that, that things were going to change at all. And, and that comes to with that my entire life was opening up on a screen. And the hardest part about it all is not necessarily the fans or the, the social media or whatever it is. It, the hardest part is when you go to work, 
or whatever conversation we have, you get to go home and tell your lover, or your friends, like, man, that girl, Brittany, like, <laughs> you know, or whatever you truly feel about me. Mm-hmm. And I will never have to know about it. Right. The difference here is six weeks later, I watch it on screen. I watch what the conversation was between us two. I watch my reaction. I watch your reaction and it rehashes it all over again. And I'm like, and then the world gets involved and then the world gets involved and it it just doesn't become personal or intimate. And I think that that to segue into like my relationship and why that has ended is that kind of gotten, it was taken over and we lost a lot of what made ourselves special. And I don't think it's, it's not the show's fault. It's the fact that we didn't foundationally have it together when we started it. And it really does dig you deep. But you just, I mean, you have to really be solid in who you are and what you're doing. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to fall apart because that's the point of what they're doing. Like, that's a story that they're telling. They want to know every little, like, nook and cranny of an insecurity you have. Um, and they want to see you build out on it. But they want to dig it first. And so you start, like, opening wounds that you never thought you had before. To give great stories. Right. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Is it prompted or is it like, how do you protect yourself then? How would you suggest, not that everyone in the world is going to be on a reality show that's a hit. Yeah. Like, how do you... Maybe. (laughs) Maybe everybody. How do you protect yourself? I think that the, I think it's the same thing in any media. Like even if you're whatever realm you're in, like if you're a boss in your in your work, if you're an amazing podcast journalist, like if you're on a reality show, you have to literally sit with yourself when you enter into a new realm and say, what part of my energy am I going to give? Like, am I going to allow them? And in, in in this sense, you know, I don't want um, a lot of it has to be public, and I have to talk about a lot. But there are things that I have told myself in my relationships that I will not talk about. Like my girlfriends, when they come on camera, they know that there are things within our friendship or stories that we have that like, we're like, no, no, these are sacred things. Um, But you have to talk with those people and you have to talk with yourself. Mm -hmm. I have no problems. And this is something that happened last night where I was like, no, I'm not talking about that. Or no, I'm not doing that. Is that new for you? That is new. When did that start happening? Um, Last year. Because I watched it start to crumble. Um, What was crumbling? Just... Your life? Like, 
life <laughs> life um only because like again even though the show revolves around uncommon james like i still had a job to do and i was getting so worn down thin i was working like 60 to 70 hours a week at work and then topple on 30 hours on filming and then trying to make everything else work in, in between like life and maintain your relationship right and not feel guilty like uh-huh. not feel guilty that something else in my life was taking a turn right um and so I, like it really honestly when I turned 30 like my 30th birthday this is my golden year so 30 on 30 yes girl and I, I like wrote these intentions for myself what would you write down like a lot okay let's hear I was em. really impressed with myself okay let's hear them I love intentions I think that's so smart to do that okay let me get these because I think you have to set goals for yourself or else you don't know where you're going yeah and I think that like what I learned too is like the difference between the goals and my intentions was like I I, these are things that I feel for myself, you know, like I can like a goal, like to me, was like, okay, I want to make millions of dollars, you know, but my intention was to love myself, you know, one, they're both attainable. I mean, one more than the other, but right. I feel like it's a different, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a like, different standard, like your career goals. Okay. That's one thing, but your personal self goals. Yeah. Like, or like my, my soul goals, soul goals. I my love soul that goals. your soul goals. Okay. What are your okay. soul goals? So I intend to forgive myself and move forward. And that was for personally, um, the stuff that I had allowed on TV, you know, I, and, and the fact that I felt like I lost myself and I was getting at this point, I had been getting mad at everyone. I was really angry and Truly, I was just mad at the little girl inside who just like couldn't speak up for herself. So mm-hmm. I said, I, I intend to forgive myself and move forward. I intend to not allow myself fall victim to circumstances of my past or the thoughts of others that are beyond my control. I intend to be a leader and through my own strength and growth, guide others in that direction. I intend to not take things personally and reflect before react in the moments that I do. Smart. I intend to eat healthy. Well, it kind of works a little bit. <laughs> And keep my body, keep the castle that is my body strong and abundant. I intend to keep my mind in a positive, thoughtful, growing, and ever evolving state. I intend to love with my whole soul and share my heart thoughts with those I care for. I intend to love myself unconditionally and not be afraid of the hard interpersonal communication, but always remember to hug the little girl within for she is so loved. Hmm. And then I talked about intend to be writing again. And so for the most part, I think I'm really living that truth. You know, that's so powerful. Yeah. I I think one of those things that all of the, all of those had in common was I needed to be okay with being on my own yes. and not, not just physically, but emotionally be not sound. And I think for a long time I had been very codependent on how others felt about me, giving me the energy that I can only give myself. How do you break that? Cause that's hard. Like the people pleasing. Uh, you have to purge. Like I did, I, you know, and I, not, and not, not necessarily just people, which I, I did, but I had to purge all these thoughts. Like I, I literally would say something and be like, okay, why did I do that? Like, why did I sit the, I, you know, the other day where I was just like, um, I, I can't do this. That's way too hard. And I remember going, why is it way too hard? Is it way too hard because I don't want to do it? Or is it way too hard because I can't do it? And what, what do I mean by I can't? Like, can I research it? Can I figure it out? Do, or do I just need to ask for help? Um, and just being really truthful with myself, like, okay, maybe I physically can't pit, like pick up a 400 pound barbell because there's just like, that yeah. just doesn't work. But if I needed to move it, could I figure out how to do it? So when you said I can't do it, it's too hard. What was the actual answer when you thought about it? I just needed to ask for help. 
And were you able to do it? Yeah. And wow. that's the other thing too, is like I, at this stage in my life, I realized how freaking stubborn I am. You are. Yeah. It's, it's an ego pride thing to be like, I've done this. I did it, you know, but it's much more. I, someone told me in this transition in my life that strength is not determined by what you do on your own. It's determined by how you get through it and the strength of knowing like your limits, like knowing that I physically can't do something on my own. So I have to lean on someone or lean in. Mm-hmm. And that's been like a really eye-opening experience for me to be able to like lean into other people and onto them. Why is that hard for you? I think because for a long time, I thought that it might've been a weakness. Okay. You know? like, like if you can't do it that people on are your own. Like, wow, she's a lost cause. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, my mom you know, like going back to my family, like my mom went through a few marriages and, uh, you know, I watched her be very like codependent. And I think also like I was raised like love, don't pay no rent and kind of thing, like be an independent female, get your sheepskin. Like, and for a while I was like, I'm this super feminist. Like I'm going to do everything, but like being like a gal's gal or a feminist or a strong woman or an independent woman, does not mean that you don't ask for help. So true. What have you learned from asking for help? What has actually, what did you, th- you thought that, that would be weakness, but what has it actually been? It's made me be able to trust people. Really? Yeah. Because before think, you couldn't trust? Oh God. No, because I thought everybody had a motive or an intention. Why did you think that? Because I think that's just how I felt. I'm like, if I, like, I feel like with everything that happened with the show, like things were just kept secret in the beginning. And there was no discussion about it and no talks because it, truthfully, they're like, we don't, I would take it when they were like, Hey, we don't want you to talk to Caroline until we get there because we want it to be captured on camera. Right. But when I first thought about it, I was like, well, what's she going to say to me? Oh, you thought they're going to catch you? Like, gonna yeah. get you in a trap. It was like a fear, but in reality, they just wanted to catch an authentic conversation totally. that wasn't already had. Right. So the same thing with asking, asking for help, I think for a very long time, I thought if I ask for help, they're going to, they're going to walk away and they're going to say, wow, Brittany's really weak or Brittany's really emotional or she's not good enough. Or, and it just comes from like self-doubt, you know, like that if I ask for help, people are going to think I'm a moocher or they're going to think I'm like weak. Mm-hmm. And but it in really reality, came down to, I thought I was weak, but in reality, no, like it's been great. Like this core group of girlfriends, I was like, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm going through this breakup. I don't know if I can stay. We, we live together. And they're like, stay at my house. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, absolutely. Like doors open. And I realized like people don't offer help that they don't want to give. That's you know? so true. It makes them feel good. And that was a great thing. So I could lean in on them and then I can show appreciation. And then that develops a relationship. And now I have this forever friend that like, I don't, owe, I don't owe them anything. Like I don't have to pay for my stay, but I pay it's for, love. Right. It's just love. It's just sharing yeah. love and being there for your friend because yeah. that is, isn't that what life is really? Yeah. But it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah. Has that been hard for you to be vulnerable? I think so. But you're doing it. I think so. What are you learning about vulnerability? So. Um, oh gosh, that it's scary. Like, why, why is it so scary? Because I feel like that's one of the hardest things for people to lean into. Being like, vulnerable? <clears throat> yeah, because you're exposing the fact that... You're showing your kryptonite. Yeah. But yeah. we all have it and we all need each other. So being vulnerable is, is so beautiful, but it is such a hard thing to do. Yeah. But it is beautiful once you do it. Because like you realize, I think the only thing I can describe it is like, 
like literally like there's a picture of this I think this boy and he's like handing it's like a cartoon image of this boy like handing his heart to this girl and it's like not to break it right and I think that that's what vulnerability is it's like I'm literally showing you all of my cards and I'm asking you not to fold yeah so I don't know if I even said that right but I don't know anything about cards it sounded really good (laughs) I get what you're saying and I like it like don't take it don't take it all but um and then like you know you share a piece of yourself and I think that like that part of like loving with my whole heart, like part of loving with your whole heart is like giving someone those, those same things that you were afraid of because they can't love just the best sides of you. No. You know, they have to, they have to love. And the same thing about, you know, when you, when you do show those vulnerabilities or when you do go a little too far, or maybe I've been talking about this breakup way too much. Like I want my girlfriends to be like, all right, girl, time's up. Let's figure this out. Let's get, do we need a drink? Do you want a massage? Do you like, do we need to go out for a night? Like, because like that's what the, that's where that comes from because you can't sit in your own shit all the time too right yeah. like I can't like cry about how I don't have anywhere to live or whatever I'm doing if I'm not helping myself or asking others for help and that all that has a time frame of being like okay I'm I'm going to allow myself this time to grieve and this time to fix it and this time to move on and then I have another story I have to tell and that's kind of where I think it's most important to be vulnerable because otherwise I feel like you then you start just dwelling mm-hmm. and then it all builds and then that emotional trauma I had been talking about I read this or I watched this article about like equivalenting emotional emotional trauma to physical trauma and it was like a physical trauma you step on a nail and what do you do you address it you, yeah. like you figure out whether you need help or you take it out and you move on and you let your body heal and you don't think twice about it mm-hmm. but emotional trauma is like stepping on a nail and putting lidocaine in your foot for 10 years and then yes. the doctor going I'm Reliving sorry living it you over have and over. gangrene your entire leg has gangrene. That's the equivalent of what you're doing. So like if you take all that emotional trauma and you, 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 you hold it in, you know, I've, I've held it in for a long time. I think that's why my Thai name is Pai Yu Ma, which means the hurricane is coming. Your, your, your Thai name mm-hmm. is Pai Yu Mom? Pai Yu Ma, which means the hurricane is coming. So it's just been building. Oh God. From your whole life? My, I mean, me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but my great, my grandmother used to say too, like you, I watched you, you just, my grandmother's Thai, by the way, that's where I okay, got Okay, well you have beautiful, you look beautiful. Like Thanks. Your whole, right I'm now? Scooting, I'm scooting towards yeah, you. This, yeah. I'm okay. scared of like, <laughs> I smell like tequila and you're pregnant. Oh, I would love like, breathe on me. I would love some tequila. Are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> I'm ready for some more. Tequila and regret. Here we go. <laughs> no regret. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> okay. So the hurricane has been coming. The hurricane has been coming and here it is. And so I, well, thank God it's here and you're just 30. So you can just go ahead and move through it. I know I can create a whole other Island now. You can create a whole other Island. You don't have, you're free. You're, you have no kids. You have yeah. no man. You have, really just responsibility of soul searching for yourself and making sure you're happy. Mm -hmm. So it's really the perfect time for the hurricane to hit. Yeah, it is. And And you have a backbone of life now because you've lived through a lot of things without being cynical. Like there's, I don't think that there is very much in my life that I haven't forgiven myself for or others. And I like saying that though, I can create the boundary. I now know what I will not say yes to. I'm not a yes man anymore. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. I remember I remember I did that too because there was a season of my life where I had broken up with my boyfriend who's now my husband. I was living in Austin and I was like, I'm just going to say yes to everything because I didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just was like, let's just try everything. Yeah, which is great too. You have to. But then you get to a point where you know your nose. Mm-hmm. And that is actually so inspiring when you find out what your nose are. Yeah. And now to me, it's not even knows it's like if it's not a hell yes it's a no mm-hmm. 
you know, it's even farther now, but you have to go through all of that whole transition of like, yes, try it all, learn your nose. And then like, really, where do you want to spend your time? Yeah. So how did you learn your nose? Just saying yes. And finally you're tired of being yes. I did very much. Well, I moved to an island on my my biggest breakup and I did a lot of the yes. And I think you really moved to an island. I moved to St. Thomas when I graduated college. I broke up with a boyfriend then. It's very similar. Great. I was like, I moved away. I did whatever. And I was like living, like living the island life, like a Rastafarian and having the best time. I'm kind of obsessed with this. It was the best. I, I, I do miss it a little. But saying that, like I, that's where my ambition came from because there's only so much you can do on a rock, you know? And I was right. like, Okay, okay, okay. I'm 23 and this is boring. And I have to, I have to like, I, I gotta, I gotta go do something. Gotta right? get moving. And then I went to Miami and I lived life in Miami. It was great. But I did everything. I went to every nightclub I could. I hung out with the who's who and the where is where doing the what's what. <laughs> and then I was like, God, I need, I literally was like, I need some God in my life. Like Miami is just like, this is crazy. And then Nashville showed up. How did Nashville show up? Literally just like on a quote, there was some quote about, cause I wanted, I thought I was going to move to LA and there was some quote about LA to Nashville. And I was like, Nashville. And then my girlfriend was moving here and she's like, Hey, do you want to go check it out? And I was like, yeah, you know what I do. So we, I visited in October. I found a place in November and then I decided I was, I'm pretty impressed with myself. 25. I decided I was going to spend Christmas by myself. So I moved here on Christmas Eve well, and spent on Christmas, Christmas Eve mm-hmm, and spent Christmas by myself. Like went to church, went to a midnight mass by myself, went to a Chinese restaurant, like went to a movie and spent Christmas all alone. How was that? It was an, it was liberating. You weren't sad. I mean, I was sad. I missed my family, but I think that was the point was like, you know, I was getting to a place of being numb of being like, where, like what makes me happy and what do I miss? And what, what, like, what are, where am I? Where are my where are my values? Mm-hmm. And so when you spend such a like family oriented life giving event like Christmas on your own, you really realize what you miss. And I I needed it. So it just kind of like opened up, cracked open your soul. Yeah, I needed to believe in Santa again. Is really what happened. <laughs> you needed to. Feel I wrote a note magic. to Santa and everything. You I was did? like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I mean, I ate my own cookies, but that's fine. <laughs> So that's amazing. What mm-hmm. did you find out in that in that experience? I found out that I was okay with being alone, but that I that's a choice, you know? And I found out that I missed my family and so I've really made efforts in the last 5 years cuz like I was a, I've been a vagabond since a kid. Like when I turned 18, I couldn't wait to get out of the house. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to like go out and do adventures and like I didn't, I don't have a family where like they're, they're going to kill me if I don't come for an, a family event, but they'll be sad. Um, but I really made that advance of like, call, like I could call my mom like every day, if not every other day. I never did that. I never did that. Um, my grandparents, you know, like I go and I sit, when I go home, I used to stay like at a hotel or with a friend and then like visit my grandparents. Now when I go, I go and stay with my grandparents and visit elsewhere because those are my core people and I love them and I miss them and I don't want to miss a moment, you know, and knowing that that time is now getting so limited and it's really made me intentional on who I spend my time with because I was like, where, where am I missing? Like, where's my heart yearning for the most? Mm. So it was, it was good. And, and, and it's been great. Yeah. That's so true because I think it's so important at some point in your life to do exactly what you did. Move to an island, move to Miami. Obviously, you don't have to really move to these places, but live this kind of life where you are in the scene. You are living it up. You Mm -hmm. are like like on the town, in the life, doing everything because that's fun. And it's important, I think, 
to know what that feels like. Oh yeah. And experience other people. Like that was the thing too. It's like the people in Miami are not the people in St. Thomas and they are not the people in Philadelphia and they are not the people in New York. And they are certainly none of them are like the people in Nashville. Do you live in in all those places? Yeah. When did you live in New York? It was like a summer. I dated some guy for okay. like three months. Okay. <laughs> I, I bet, you know, and then, then they're not the same people in LA. Like just, just being able to like experience like, or like be a tourist in a city and like just live life and like live with everybody. And the greatest thing about traveling and like being in different places and really spending intentional time in those places that you lose any and prejudice is the wrong word but like any stigma of how you like view people because you just like I just wanted to see people interact like I wanted to see I wanted to go to a full moon party in St. Thomas like I wanted to spend Christmas on my own and hold hands with a strange woman in Nashville like I wanted to have like the best pizza in New York City after like going to all the nightclubs like I wanted to go and sit at a a, you know a game at the Miami Heat and watch the fans like uh, during three peat like I wanted to see it like the total element of what makes a city a city and just be like, okay, cool. And then take from those people, these learning lessons of like what I won't do, you know, like I won't spend the, my entire life without any ambition and just like let a coconut fall from a tree because I, I think there's so much more life that you like, you're meant to be on this life to give. So you can't just like isolate completely, but sometimes you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and same thing with Miami. Like I, you know, it's great to have fun, but sometimes you need substance. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really great learning experience. I think overall I've done the human life pretty well. What have you learned about people in general? I think people are at their very core really good and they just want to be accepted. And I think everyone along the way gets a little lost on what that means and how to define it. And life gets in the way. Um, but I think in their very core, everyone is just really good. You know, like mm-hmm. I just, I see love in everyone I meet, even, even the people I end up not being friendly with. I know at the very end of the day, someone loves them and they deserve it. And that they just want love. And that they just want love. Yeah. That is so amazing. Yeah. You have done so much in your 30 years. I know. What's going to happen in the next 30 years? It's going to be beautiful because you yeah. have such a solid foundation. And I love following your Instagram because you do a lot of like quotes and a lot of. I know. Like Sometimes self, I wonder if it's too much. For no, people. like self positive self-talk. And I actually talked to a lot of people about self-talk because I had really bad self-talk for yeah. a long time. And I've really worked on changing my self-talk. It kind of went hand in hand with like self-worth and all that. What is your self-talk like? Ugh. Mine is. I've, I've had, I have to learn to be a little gentler with myself because mine is a little sarcastic. You know? Yeah. Mine's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? And then I had to like take away. I was like, stop saying what's wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with me. Like I, like I remember sitting in the mirror, like, why am I talking this way? But it's more, (laughs) it's a little crazy. My self-talk is nuts. No, I think all of our self-talk is nuts. But do you think it has anything to do with like being a woman? Like, I wonder if like as little, like when we grow up as girls, like girls in middle school, like tend to like just be mean to each other sometimes. I was that kid. I got made fun of a lot in grade school. Oh God. I think it sticks with you. I think if you are, I think whatever happens and imprints you as a child does stick with you Mm -hmm. and make and kind of triggers your self-talk. Yeah. And so I think that that for me definitely had like an impact. And so having to like remove all the wiring. Like rewire. mm -hmm. And just like, again, my self-talk is I might be a little sarcastic, but then I turn around and I go, why did I just do that? Like, why am I saying that? Why do I feel this way? Why am I so reactive? What's going on with you? Did you have too much coffee today? (laughs) 
<laughs> so you'll get down to it. You'll mm-hmm. get down to the bottom. You'll catch yourself. Oh, I, gotta, I have to have the root. And I do it with everything I do too. And I think that's the good and the bad of me is that even like for, for example, somebody in my life had a rumor that was being spread about them. And I was like, well, you got to go to the source. I'll call her. Just get after Just, it. Hello, girl. Hi. You know, what's happening here? Don't say something you don't mean or that you don't want someone to call you on. But that can also be misconstrued as aggressive. But for me, it's just like, tell just, the, tell the truth of, or shut up. Instead of like just letting it circulate and spin and create right. a whole life, just knock it out. Right. I'm the same way. Like if there's something that needs to be addressed, let's just address it. Right. Well, and especially if you know your intentions are good. Like I know personally, I'm not trying to mess anyone's life up. Mm-hmm. And if someone has the wrong intention of me, it probably is not intent for sure is not my intention so oh, yeah. let's talk about it right give me a chance to talk about it and if we if you still don't like me then that's fine right and half the time by the time it gets to that person it's already like 16 times over the story that was already the original one so you yeah. have to go to the person that said it first and i've learned to be gentle even about that like what's up you know and if you did say it i want to know why right. and is it something that we resolve or is it something that we've got to like go to coffee over or maybe we can't go to coffee because we'll throw out the coffee on each other. But like, <laughs> let's just figure out why, you know, and I don't need you to like me or accept me, but I do need you to respect me. I love that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Because my so. people pleaser wants everyone to like and accept me. I mean, it's hard. I, I There are days where I'm like, please just love me. I know. But, but you're right. If you can just respect you, that's really the goal. Yeah. Because everyone deserves that. Yeah. You know, just being a human. Yeah. Be a good human. So what are your goals this year? 30 years old. You're in your, you're just starting filming season three of Very Cavalier. Mm-hmm. You're single. You got a girl tribe. You're living like your living best life. life. What, what's on the horizon for you? And then I'm going to let you go because you got to go film. Oh, what time is it? You got to. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to wrap timing. up. timing. We're okay, getting, okay. we're great. Yeah. Um, what is life going to look like in the thirties? Uh, I, I want to travel a little bit more. Um, and I think I'm really going to start looking at only because I know that this time is limited, you know, with like the show and all of that stuff. Like I, my job, I want to, I want to do really great with my job and I want to do some really cool projects. You know, we just launched like a, like a, a software called NetSuite and that was like my biggest project. NetSuite? Yeah. It's like an ERP model. It's like a You're speaking thing. in a language I don't understand. I know, but it was great for me. It was like one of those big, ERP okay. model. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? ERP. It was NetSuite. Like, so it's like, okay, so it would be the equivalent of you starting this podcast, like the, the gratification of like that launching. Okay. So it's just like, this is big big deal for you it was a big deal so now I want to do one more big deal but I want to you know I really want to figure out my trajectory with Uncommon James and how that's going to look um but you know with the show and knowing that that is limited to like whatever it could get canceled tomorrow um I want to figure out what my passion is and then turn that into something as well I think but right now just living in the moment I want to really love on my girl tribe and I just, I mean, I really just want to have fun. I just want to like be so excited about things. Like I want to live like a little child and be like, you know, people, people have been doing such nice things for me. And I, I like, I feel like my eyes brighten and that has been the best feeling in the world is like, I'm no longer numb. I'm just so excited. Or if I'm sad, I'm sad, but I'm like, I'll, I'm allowing myself to be sad. You know, you're not fighting it. No. Why? And those feelings aren't bad. It's okay to feel sad. And mm. actually, you should just go ahead and feel it all the way mm. and get through it. Get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because on the other side of that is a rainbow. It is. And I think you have to feel it all the way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. 
And once you get to the bottom, then you're like, okay, I actually lived through this. Mm. I actually didn't die. Yeah, I didn't die. And it opens you up in a different way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bottom, are you are you dropping at all? <laughs> She's due. By the time this podcast airs, she'll be born. For yeah! sure. Are you so excited? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. I mean, I'm going to be a mom. I don't know if I'm qualified, but it's happening. Hey, I don't think anybody's qualified for anything, but <laughs> you just get blessed. You just get blessed you and you out. just roll with it. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be an amazing mama. I just know it. You're sweet. I, I hope so. I hope we're like Kate and Goldie Hawn. Like Kate uh, Hudson and Goldie Hawn. That's my dream. Really? I want, yes. I want her to love me. See, Stop. I'm already like, please just love me. Please that's be my it. best friend. But, see, that's what it is. It's like, but there's an unconditional love between a mama and her kid. So like, there's no, there's no worry there. But I want her to like, want to love me. I don't want her to feel forced to love me. I want her to like, just love me, you know, like think I'm the coolest. <laughs> Do you ever see the one with the little kid with the cookie? And she's like, he's like, I like you. I love you, mommy. But sometimes I don't like you. I'm like, I can handle that. <laughs> My kid's like, I love you. But sometimes you're just a, you're not fun. Like, right. right. Okay, fine. I get it. Well, I know. Cause you neither gotta- are you when you're teething. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you got to have the boundary. It's going to be great. It's going to be a big adventure. I'm yeah, excited. It's going to be a big relationship. <sighs> the big, the biggest. Oh. Um, okay. So I wrap every podcast with leave your light. Okay. So obviously you're super inspiring. You've learned a lot. You have a lot of knowledge, wisdom, all sorts of things. What do you want to share with people? Like what is just something that you want people to know that maybe you wish you knew a piece of advice, just some words of wisdom that you want to embark, embark, enlighten, enlighten. I don't, you know what I'm trying to say. Okay. I have been living this, um, Native American story. And it's been something that has really sat with me. And I, and I, I even want to get a tattoo of it. I love it so much. But this is something that I really live by. So a grandfather is telling his grandson that there are two wolves that live inside of me. Mm-hmm. One of them is love and acceptance and empathy. And the other is hate and jealousy and anger. And the grandson says, which one wins? To which he replies, whichever one you feed. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love so that. So feed the right wolf. Drop the mic. <laughs> You're amazing. I love you. Hey, I love you. I love you too. Thanks for dealing with me today. Literally, I'm like, just... wait till your kid comes home. I'm going over. I'm just telling you, it's gonna be. You're gonna this moment. You're gonna relive it. I just showed up and like. You're in a towel and you're like, who the hell are you? I'm like, like, I'm like, nobody's supposed to be here today. And you're like, Brittany Taylor. Like, it's me, Caroline Hobby. And I was like, oh my God. Wait, is this the right? This is Where is my, it's like, dude, where's my car? Like, that was the been, moment I had. I was like, we've been texting, right? Like, I'm like no, we haven't. You sent me this address. <laughs> like, no, we have not been texting. Like, how did I get here? I go there. I was like, wait a minute, it's Caroline. Like, God. <laughs> God. Hey, I love it. It's Thank great. You. Thanks for giving me grace. Hey, I needed that today. You're the best. Thanks for this podcast. Go have you. a great day filming. Thank you. <laughs> Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.